Today's reading is from John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, Alan. Grace and peace this morning. So the Gospel of John is like a tossed salad. When you read it, the prose circles over and over itself, and the subjects just lay tidily, untidily on top of one another, and they get jumbled all together. There are no clear boundaries between distinct topics in this gospel. They all just kind of jumble together. The positive spin on this is that every passage you read from John leaves you a lot to chew on. The negative spin is that sometimes you finish a passage and think, now what the heck did I just read? If you get nothing else from this sermon, just hear that it's okay to be confused by Scripture. This, there's a reason why we do it in community. You know, even in today's passage, which is relatively straightforward, it's not just about the Good Shepherd, right? There's also this hired hand and sheep and then other sheep somewhere else and the Father and all these loaded words and phrases, belonging, knowing, loving, laying down one's life, taking it up again. Be assured that there is a purpose to John's prose. English teachers will tell you that the way something is written is intended to have an impact and convey meaning. And John's blurry, jumbled style of mixing everything up all together at once is intended to show us what being in Christian community is supposed to feel like. The entire gospel is a literary impression of a church, all mixed up together, all caught up and connected in a way that is simultaneously confusing and rich. That's what today's scripture is really about. It's not just about Jesus as a shepherd. It's about the strange community that we share here at this church. Stay with me. Jesus begins by making this distinction between a good shepherd and a hired hand. Now, the hired hand views himself as separate and distinct 
from the sheep that surround him, he does not see them as belonging to him in any sort of way. He's just hired after all, so they're not really his responsibility. So when danger comes, it's his goal to preserve himself and no one else. And even though the sheep scatter and some are harmed, this is okay to the hired hand. He's got nothing at stake here besides his own individual well-being. These sheep are disposable to him. Now, the good shepherd sees the sheep differently. Jesus describes it like this. I know my own, and my own know me. The good shepherd and the sheep know one another. And that makes all the difference. Knowing seems like it's a neutral thing or a benign thing. But being known and knowing someone else is some of the most potent stuff on the planet. If you do it right, knowing someone changes you. If you do it right, knowing someone else leads to loving them. Ira Glass, the host of the radio show This American Life, he's interviewed thousands of people over his career, and he once said that he knows an interview is going well if he can feel himself start to fall in love with the person he's interviewing. As he grows to know that person by interviewing them, he can't help but feel compassion for them and companionship, like they're sharing something that's special, like their lives are intertwined and caught up in each other. And it's a beautiful and confusing jumble of togetherness. That's what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about that beautiful and confusing jumble and the difference it makes. You see, because the shepherd knows the sheep, the shepherd will stay with them when danger comes. He will, in fact, lay down his life. The sheep are not disposable to the shepherd The sheep are part of his life, and if one sheep is taken by the wolf, it's more than just that sheep that is lost to the shepherd. It's part of the shepherd's own sense of self. There is so much more at stake when you know the sheep. So what is Jesus getting at here? It's important to note that Jesus is not talking to his disciples today. He's actually addressing a group of Pharisees. These words are part of Jesus issuing a condemnation of the religious leaders of his day. Right before these verses, the Pharisees drive a man out of town. Jesus had cured him from blindness, and now this man was questioning their authority, and the Pharisees Let him scatter like a hired hand watching a sheep slink away. These leaders viewed this man as disposable and separate rather than bound together and caught up in each other's lives. 
Jesus is saying that he is in the world differently. Jesus gives himself away in humble love and service, and not so he can prove he's better or stronger or more moral, but because he understands that true life is not something that stays contained in one individual person. True life must be shared between people. Jesus understands that we are not really living if we're living without knowing and being known by others. Jesus lays down his life so that a new community may rise where the norm is mercy, where interdependence is celebrated. Surely, Jesus is the good shepherd. But that's only a part of what's going on in this passage because of this blurry and tangled nature of the Gospel of John. There is another layer. Jesus isn't just talking about himself as the good shepherd. He's also talking about each one of us who follows in his way and about how we are to relate to one another. You've got to read to the very ending of the Gospel of John to really get this. One of the very last things to happen is that Jesus rises from the dead and appears to Peter. And he has a conversation and Jesus tells him three times, Feed my sheep. Tend my lambs. Feed my flock. Jesus might be the good shepherd, but he also makes his followers into shepherds too. After the resurrection, that is what discipleship looks like for us, becoming like this good shepherd that Jesus talks about, each of us. And that means we must come to know the other sheep and be known by them. We must grow to love them and to see our destinies as intertwined. That's what Christian community is supposed to look like. A community of good shepherds knowing and being known by one another. Is that true for you here at Mount Olivet? I wonder if there's someone in this community apart from your family that you know and are known by, someone that you have been changed by, someone that you love. Each one of you is always welcome here no matter what, and we will always respect the ways that you want to engage. But let's be clear about what church is and is not. This is not a place where we expect you to perform and to perfect, like at schools. This isn't a place where we jockey for power, like in some of your jobs. This isn't a place of consumption to drop in and out of, like a mall or a gym. This isn't a place to come to get exactly what you want. What this place is, is a unique space, because it is a place simply to be, and to be known for who you are. And if our knowing and loving of each other in any small way 
echoes the ways that God knows and loves us, then we will have lived out our reason for being. Today, after church, we are gathering to debrief the 55 Mount Olivet members who we trained two months ago in the art of one-on-one intentional conversation and listening, and then who went out and listened to hundreds of people in this congregation over the past two months. I can't wait to hear their stories, but I already know that this campaign is bearing fruit. Because now these dozens of folks know and are known through their listening. And this has already changed them. We are hearing stories of congregation members who have listened to one another and then thought, we're going to get together again. They've attended each other's concerts. They've ridden horses together. They've met for coffee again. They sit by each other in worship. That's my deep hope for all of you here. Not just that you show up here, but that you are changed by one another as you show up. That your life looks different because you have risked knowing and being known by other people in this place. I hope that the community you form here takes your life in a different direction, however small. And yeah, you may have your church family and friends right now, but you are never done with receiving the gift of getting to know and be known. Jesus assures us today that there are other sheep out there coming into the fold, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. That's a promise from Jesus. And so our faith in Jesus, our spiritual life, must look like a discipline of making space for new folks, being changed by their presence, learning to adapt our own ways as we welcome them into the fold, receiving the gift that comes with knowing them and being known by them in the one flock Jesus gathers us into. It's a scary, wolf-filled world out there, and it's easy to find ourselves like a hired hand, only looking out for ourselves, refusing to see the ways that we belong to each other. But here in this place, we try to do it differently. We proclaim God's ever-flowing love and mercy that never ends, We surround ourselves with the proclamation that God knows us and in knowing us loves us fully and freely. And that sets us free to know and be known by one another. May we each see our jumbled, mixed up common life together as true life that comes from the God who knows us and loves us. Amen.